Yo. Hey, we live. Back <laughs> Take two. <laughs> cut, paste. <laughs> I don't even know cut, paste me. Another day, another week. Oh, man. At 11.30 on Saturday night. The freaks come out at night. Oh, yo, you gotta take Freaks that. come out at night. <laughs> you gotta take that out. <laughs> well, now we gotta tell you, freaks come out at night. <laughs> hey, the view's about to go crazy. <laughs> the view's about to go crazy. Bro, we had dusk with it, bro. We had dusk We had midnight with it, my baby. <laughs> we had man, midnight. How you living? today brother oh dude it's been a tough couple days i ain't gonna lie to you life has had its up and downs but listen i'm still doing fantastic i'm i'm almost a step up i'm like at nine out of ten i'm not at ten out of ten but listen man school was it ended this past week so i'm on summer vacation so we're just enjoying life taking it one step at a time and keeping the faith man keeping the faith hey, but my friend mr Jaira. How you doing? Oh, man, dude, it's been weird having to adjust. Uh, I've been done for like almost like a week and a half. This man was done all semester. Dude, for real. Never seen him do homework. (laughs) Never seen him do homework. Big low key with it, bro. No, it's just been hard because I've just been... um, I've been chilling at home, but find trying to find stuff to do, bro. So, but it's been cool though. I've had a lot, of, a lot of opportunities to have rest, to sit back, watch some sermons, watch some TV, catch up on some shows, man. So, I've been enjoying it. It's just you know we're adjusting to the new normal, I guess, for the time being, because of you know school ending and now you know you're at that weird time where you just have a couple of weeks before you know the opportunities this summer. So. Hey, man, but, you know, all is good. I'm still here alive another day with my guy, Vic Slater. You know, as you said that, I was thinking of that time before Christmas and New Year's where you don't know what day it is. You're just eating Christmas cookies, bro. <laughs> you just waking up every day at 9, 10. You just eating Christmas cookies going to sleep. Where you FaceTime the girls at night. Okay? Bro, what? I FaceTime no girls, Me bro. and Mills, I was FaceTime a different girl every night during that break. That's that was, different, that was a re- hey, Because the freaks come out at night. Okay. His Instagram, Slater's life. He got a long life, man. A lot of stories, bro. This man is crazy. I got a couple experiences in some I wish I didn't experience. The Christmas cookies, bro. Christmas, Christmas cookies, cookies and, and FaceTime. <laughs> Get likes later, man. Hey, holiday 2023, man. We're getting Christmas cookies and I'm FaceTiming my girls, bro. No, no, no. No, no. This this holiday season, we not FaceTiming. We just Christmas cookies. Please send me Christmas cookies. I'm gonna get a PO a PO box just so you can just so you can send me Christmas cookies. I appreciate it. This man is silly, dog. Oh man, we got a a great episode, a great topic coming before you guys today. Something that you know we we really hold near and dear to ourselves, man. It's this idea of living above reproach. And this is uh, really like a principle from the Bible that we take, but something that you really introduced me in our personal conversation, just putting yourselves in positions to where the outcome is not a disappointing outcome. I think a lot of times in my life, you know, I've lived under reproach. Who are you telling? <laughs> I've been far from above, we, we, bro. we wasn't even near. Man, every outcome was disappointing for your boy, bro. <laughs> I was living crazy. And so one of the experiences, man, I talk about, you know, putting yourself in a position where, you know, there isn't an accusation that could be made. There isn't a charge that could be made based off of the way that you're carrying yourself. Uh, one time this past year, maybe in the uh, beginning of 2022. Be yeah, 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 yeah. So, um... I was shooting some photography, and I was with my guys, and uh, you know we were, we were hanging out. But 
at this time, I had stopped smoking. I was done smoking. But my guys, they were smoking. And I was taking pictures. I'm getting paid. It's a cool opportunity. I'm hanging with my guys, catching paid up with photographer. some catching up with some old guys from high school. It's a win-win-win situation. But like I said, I wasn't living above reproach. So um we had got in this, <laughs> we had got t- done taking the pictures and we had got in the car and we was chilling and they were smoking the weed. Now, I wasn't smoking, but I was just hanging with them, talking with them as they were smoking or whatever. And it was just like, bro, it had to been like 12 or 1 a.m. in the morning, bro. And, you know, we're just hanging around talking. I'm taking pictures of them holding their weed and stuff. It's, it's getting ridiculous, right? That's foul, <laughs> It's getting ridiculous. Because it's sparked, so I don't know why you didn't depart. No, nah, for real, for real. I should have said, hey, that plug sparked multiple times. I definitely did not depart. But look, so what had happened was as we were, like, laughing and stuff in the car, we hear a little flash, a little siren. The cop, cops come up, bro, knock on the window. And my guy, he likes, they like basically push all the weed underneath the seat or whatever. And outlandish. The cop knocks on the door and we're all like panicking, like, oh my gosh, like, bro, like, we, we about to, we about to go down, bro. And so the cop uh, opens out the window and he's like, hey, what are you guys doing this late at night? My mind, we're in the hotel parking lot. We're just looking suspicious, bro. <laughs> we're just looking like, <laughs> it was not leaving the bubble. We just looking like we getting into some trouble, bro. Because y'all was getting into some trouble. Four black dudes, bro. <laughs> Two of them were dreads, bro. Like, dude, we, we just defined all the statistics, bro. So look. <laughs> if he got a dread head, stay out of his bed. <laughs> No offense. I used to have dreads. <laughs> so did I, bro. I'll leave, leave it there. Look, so he comes up to the car and he's like, What are you guys doing? I'm like, Oh, uh, my guy, he thought fast. He was like, Oh, my guy in the back, he's a photographer. He's taking pictures of us. We're chilling. And the cop was like, Oh, really? Like, let me see the pictures. So I'm like, Oh, shoot, bro. Because mind you, the last pictures that I took was my guy holding all his bags of weed and stuff, bro. So I get out of the car and I shifted the camera, like, court, kind of towards me as I'm showing the officer and stuff. I'm being a gentleman, whatever. Like, yo, like, hey, how you doing? And I clicked the button. And you know how you can see the previous pictures that you took. So I looked at it, and there's a dude holding the bags or whatever of the of the weed, but the cop couldn't see it because I had, like, like I said, the, the camera facing me. And so I instantly pushed to the right button to go start from the beginning of my camera on the SD card. And I'm scrolling, and I'm just stalling time. We wasted, like, six minutes going through my camera roll. And then the cop said, finally, like, you guys are good, man. Just make sure you guys get home safely, whatever. And we didn't get caught. But I say all these things is that I put myself in a position where I could have been guilty by association. I may not have been smoking, but because I was in that environment where I was taking pictures of the guys that were smoking or whatever, you know, we all could have went home. <laughs> we all could have went to jail that night, bro. It would have been, it it been tough. Our home. lives would have been over. But it's like that living above reproach. Live in a position where your actions aren't causing a disappointing outcome, right? I was basically not being cautious and mindful of the ways that I was carrying myself and, you know, the potential outcome that could have happened from that situation. I think it's huge to think about the situations that you guys place yourselves in and, you know, think about all the potential factors that could happen from that action that you may choose to commit. <laughs> so I, I originally, I got this saying or this thought essentially from an internship I was doing um, my junior year of high school up in the summer. And there was this guy there, and he was like the vice president, but he was super young. I mean, I was what? You're a junior, you're 16, 17, and he was like 25, 6. So he's pretty young for you, know what I'm saying? He was already the vice president of mm. his company. So I had asked him, like, like yo, like, this is back when I was really like business was my thing. I was really interested. So I asked him, like, yo, like how can I get here? And this was the first thing that he told me. To live above 
reproach. <laughs> that was one of the first things he told me. And I was like, what? And, I, and he never finished it because someone else came and I spoke to it. But I was like, it's more of a character thing. Mm. You, you know what I'm saying? So if, if, if you are not doing certain things, not being around certain things, and not even making it seem as if you're around certain things, it says a lot about your character. Mm. So you hanging out with some dread-headed dudes, smoking weed, taking two pictures. There's two of them. <laughs> stay out the bay. <laughs> so you doing that, what's that say about your character? Ooh, you know what I'm saying? Talk about it. What's that say about your character? Teach. What, what I, <laughs> we back at church tomorrow morning. <laughs> what does that say about what you are accepting and what you don't accept? So what what the what the meaning of this the thing is pretty pretty much is is what are you going to accept and what are you not going to accept? Cuz again, that is all about your um your uh, your character. But this is such a personal conversation. I mean, I, I, I'm almost acting like, yo, like, this isn't even hearing us. People aren't hearing us. It's just us two talking. Because right. we've uh, we've talked about this a lot up in our own personal conversations of the past couple months, just nonstop crazy. <laughs> in every conversation, we say, hey, I'm living my approach, man. <laughs> I say it every episode, but I'm going to keep saying it. We stick to a couple key things. Who are you hanging with? And I forgot the rest. <laughs> but we say that every episode. But, uh, yeah, your no. Environment? <laughs> What's your environment? And you got to depart. And our fourth thing now is if he got a dread head, anyways, <laughs> anyways, but um, but we've both been talking about this so much. But trace that we're talking about all aspects. I think people hear this and they automatically think your sexual life and with girls and all this. We're saying live above in every aspect. Yes, your academics, the girls, um, your job, your wife. I mean. A couple of dudes who are listening to us that are married. Yeah. Imagine if 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 you're hanging out with different girls late at night. Like, well, why aren't you looking yeah. about what's what are people gonna think? Maybe your wife even knows. Like, oh, I know that he's hanging with a different girl late at night. But like, what are the people who don't know your bond? Like, why are you hanging? Like, like, bro. Yeah. If somebody takes me a picture of Jairus' car in a parking lot. At eleven thirty p.m. and I see some chick in the front seat. <laughs> she better not have no dreads. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to text him, bro. Like, what we doing, bro? Hey, God has delivered me a long way. Cause what's used, going on? It used to be my life, bro. A couple years ago, they were they would have for sure sent you oh, a bro. picture, bro. Got caught in four K a couple of times. Bro. She wasn't up in the front seat. <laughs> No, I, I, I got to take that out. No, that's outlandish. You silly, That's bro. outlandish, bro. I'll be forgetting that we, you, you know, peachy. Nah, this is raw, bro. They got to know the real, bro. They got to know the real. They bro. just hear what God saved us from. <laughs> well, seriously, I think, like, what you hit at home, man, is is living above reproach in all areas of your life, not just certain ones. Is you know, how are you carrying yourself and how... Basically, the, the the actions that you do, what what do they say about you? Because if I'm in a position where, you know, it looks bad, I may not be committing an act, but it, it, if it looks bad, maybe I should just reevaluate the situation or the action that I might be doing. Like, one thing that I love about you is how uh, you have helped me carry myself now in some ways when I'm interacting with, um, with like women specifically, because I think about sometimes... Um, an outgoing guy, extroverted. I like to talk to people, right? And sometimes Same that, can, here. that can come across as the wrong way to a woman when I'm engaged in a conversation, right? And now, because of this, because of this blessing slash curse, curse. Right, this, this might cause some situations where it may appear to be something that is not. And I think if I could live above approach where I'm not 
giving hugs, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm keeping, I'm keeping touch at a distance, right? I'm limiting it as much as possible, just so that doesn't create this action that could be disappointing in, in the long run. I don't want nobody to to be hurt. I don't want nobody to be led on. I don't want anybody to feel any type of way. So I had to live above reproach and contain myself from uh, my my actions from making me have a disappointing outcome. And you have played a pivotal role in that because before I was clueless. I thought I thought everybody thought like me. There's no possible way that this this person can perceive this this thing this way because I don't see it that way. But you show me, man, everybody thinks differently, man. Everybody does not think like you. So you have to live above reproach. So I think it's huge, man, because in a lot of areas, we should be living above reproach. If it looks bad, trust me. You might need to reevaluate. If it looks bad, you got to go, bro. If it looks bad, it is bad. No, seriously. If it, if it looks bad, bro, you ain't coming out, bro. You are, if it listen. If it looks bad, you are under reproach, bro. If it looks bad, you are bro, under reproach, bro, bro. bro. If it looks bad, it is bad. And here's why: if it looks like you're robbing a bank, even if you aren't, why does it look like that? Seriously, if it looks like she's unconscious. <laughs> why are we doing this? If it looks bad, Dog. it is bad. Hey, but listen though, I gotta give. Okay, first of all, let me say this first. Fist bumps only, bro. Fist bumps. Fist bumps only. I was in South America. Shout out Michael Will, bro. <laughs> Fist bumps only, bro. Fist bumps only, bro. I was in South America. They was giving out hugs. I was giving out fist bumps. For lack of other terms, I got hoed for it because I was only giving out fist bumps. Because listen, bro, I ain't trying. People got boyfriends. I ain't trying. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Fist bumps only. I was giving dap ups actually, but I learned. Hey, but some people hold it too too long. Nah, you know bro. what I'm saying? Some people hold it too long. So <laughs> shout out to Michael Will. Shout out to Michael. Fist hey, bumps only. I mean, high fives. I had a couple hey. times where somebody tried to clasp the high five. Nah, nah, bro. It was a foul, bro. Nah, bro. It must have been late at night, bro. <laughs> been, was she a dreadhead? Bro? Bro, he says, <laughs> must have been late at night. Bro, you but, uh, chill, bro. but I got you. They go. They go. Put this down as hate as hate speech. The way I'm saying. <laughs> They gonna put it down as hate speech, but uh, no, I gotta give credit to my dad because he is the first person who taught me this my entire childhood. So he has a he has a couple things that he does. Where one, he doesn't meet with girls like just him and a single girl in his office. Justin, he says that's just not how he's rolling. He he doesn't want to look in certain ways. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If so, the doors open. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Certain ways. Something else that he does. This is something where I promise you. I never lived this way, and I won't maybe until I get married. But I was for sure living the opposite of what I'm about to say. He said he 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 doesn't go on car rides where it's just him and a single girl, really? married or not. Oh yeah, he 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 does not drive cars where it's just him and a single girl. It can be daytime, it can That's be nighttime. He he lived different. But he had never had anybody think that there's something happening with him and someone yeah, yeah. else's wife. Because yeah. he just lives so far above reproach. I promise no, you. No, I can see that, like, having a wife doing that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was, but like, he I said, got no business right with somebody else's wife. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, listen, Uber, no, <laughs> take your bro. own car. I'll be walking. Do something. <laughs> I'll walk down the street before you see me. Dude, I, I'm, I'm trying to live so far above approach, but that you don't even see the line between the above and the below. <laughs> Keep me above the surface, baby. Don't put me in the coffin. He's so high up in the sky, he can't see this ocean floor. <laughs> hey, but listen, though. 
Dog. I promise you, back in high school, even college, I was not doing that. Like I said, she wasn't passenger seat. Dog, chill, bro. Chill, bro. They had to might have rated this episode rated hard. Hey, no, I'm taking out that part. I'm taking that part. And the last one was uncalled for. But seriously, in all, in all seriousness, we want to make sure you guys are living above reproach. You know, being mindful, being cognizant of the situations and the environments that you place yourself in, because you may not be doing something that's particularly bad. But in our episodes previously, we talked about who you're hanging around. And this also goes around with who are you actually hanging around in different settings? Because like for me, in that situation that I spoke on earlier, you know, these probably weren't they weren't my closest guys, but I was hanging around them in that specific moment. And what it looked like, the cops didn't know that I, I wasn't the closest to them. They just saw what it looked like. A group of guys at like night and up to no good. Threads. Now, luckily, God had different plans and he saved you from that situation. But, like, what could it have potentially been? Now, it could have, could have been significantly worse had God's favor not been on me in that in that moment. But I just think about it's important for us to be to be mindful of the environments that we're placing ourselves in, how we're, how we're carrying ourselves, the actions that we're doing, because... You know, if we are playing close to the line, we're already under the line. We I want like to that. stay above approach in all areas, whether it's <laughs> academically, whether it's, you know, uh, relationally, just making sure that we're not placing ourselves in positions where people can speculate. People can think that it's suspect or whatever we're doing. I want to be in a position where nobody can say anything false about me like that i mean that that dude jiver man that's that's a pretty dude that dude michael he's a pretty good dude man i have nothing bad to say but if if jiver's hanging around the corner at night every every weekend bro it's gonna be hard for them to try to defend me in my actions you know what i mean so we want to make sure that we're living above reproach living so far above the line that we can't even see the line bro something that has been huge just, just the past couple months um is I've been talking to a couple different people, you know, because us two, man, if if we're in public everywhere except the bathroom, we're starting conversations, we're asking a couple questions, and we're just getting friends, you know what I'm saying? Now we got phones filled with contacts of different people from all over, but um, something that has, just, has been huge in the past couple months is I've talked to a couple different people, and they have said how actions that they chose to make years ago still affect them now mm. and have hurt them now. Mm. I've talked to a to a guy in his, I mean, late 50s, early 60s, and he was saying, I, I ain't trying to spill his personal business, but he was saying choices that he had made in his late 20s still affect him now and yeah. still hinder things he can do because of those choices. And I just thought to myself as I was coming here and getting ready for this episode, like, I wonder what, what could have happened if he had lived above reproach and above that line back in his 20s because he is now that's in his late 50s early 60s but imagine if he had done that his early 20s what could the change have been mm. and so something that i'm huge on is is you know there are two kinds of what do you call it not mistakes two kinds of of regrets ones that you make and ones that you don't make you know what i'm saying for choices that someone makes and someone choices that someone doesn't make and it's like so many people have 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 so many of things that they didn't make and it's like uh, of ones 
that, that they made. You know what I'm saying? Choices yeah, yeah. that they made that, that they wish they didn't. And what I want is I want to be in my late 50s, early 60s and not have any. Not, oh, I wish I didn't do that or I wish I did do that. That's why us two are so big on taking experiences now, taking as many as much opportunities and experiences now because I don't want to be even up in my late 20s say, man, back when I was in college, I wish I had done dot, dot, dot. But in the same way, I don't want to be up in my late 20s, 30s, 40s and say, I wish I didn't do that. Dude, that hammer on the nail, dude. I, I think essentially what you're saying is that when you're living a living under reproach, yes, you have a life full of regrets in the long run. That's that's the production of living under reproach. Ah. Uh, that's what's produced from some of those actions and decisions. But when you are living above the line, when you're living above the reproach and when you're mindful, when you're aware, now you're living a lifestyle where there is no regrets, right? You're just living for the experiences that you have. And these experiences are cultivated by the mindset that you have to live above reproach. Now you're carrying yourself in a way that where, you know, I'm not putting myself in a harmful position. Yeah, I may not be committing an, an act. I may not be doing something that's particularly bad in that moment. But like we said earlier, if it looks bad, it's already bad. So put <laughs> yourself in a bad. position to where people can't even speculate. And this goes for all things. I, I had uh, somebody that got themselves in some academic trouble earlier in this year. Hot water. And they didn't necessarily do anything that was bad, but it was because ah. of how it looked. And it had some unfortunate results. So we just want to make sure that you guys are mindful and navigating through society where that you're thinking before you do. You're thinking about all the possible outcomes that could happen in that moment, uh, whether it's an environment, whether it's a conversation with somebody. You could say something that you could regret based off of your emotions. So yep. we want to make sure that you're living so far above repose to where it doesn't come to a point to where your actions have harmful consequences. That's huge, man. As some say, that's a hammer on the nail. Ding, ding, ding! Hammer. On Sorry the nail. that we that we didn't get the episode on, on this past week. It was just life. <laughs> life happens. <laughs> but now for me, I gotta go get some Christmas cookies. Gotta get some Christmas cookies. And no Facetime. Who's the dress? No. <laughs> if they if they got a dread head, <laughs> take him to the knock. <laughs> I catch you on this. We out here, bro. We gotta get bro off the pod after here, that. Bro. And it's it's too late. Told, freeze come out at night. <laughs> you can cut that. We see you all next week. We are your deuce. My man's gonna get for hate speech, explicit language, explicit jokes, explicit context. <laughs>